Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find, the creator of the Disaster to Dream dating solution and the Rare Find Three Steps to Brilliance. But even more importantly, I'm a mom of four teenagers, a wife, a certified professional coach, and a public speaker. And I'm an expert at helping women use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rarefying voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, going through a career change, and having kids. I've been through so many of the same things in my life journey, and I understand the pain as well as the steps that it takes to get through the messy stuff to the ultimate freedom and joy that you desire. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way to be happy and free to live the life that you want. You know that you can, but you just don't know how. And it's hard and it's real, but it's your time to shine. You don't need to hide. All of those beautiful bits and pieces are who you are, the imperfections and all without the shame, the guilt, or the fear. If you're open and ready to transform and you want to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening. Today is the day you choose to make this commitment to yourself because you are a rare find. Hi friends, welcome back to the Rare Find Voices podcast. This is Robin Koenig, your host, and it's Friday. It's actually probably not Friday when you're listening to this, but it's Friday when I record my podcast. I go out and I get my walk in, I get all this great fresh air and I come home like all pumped up and ready to record. So I'm super excited about the topic that we're talking about today because it has come up a lot for me, especially in the last couple of years as I've started my own business and been, you know, running the show here for myself, not the literal show, but my home business and my, um, you know, being an entrepreneur. So today's topic is all about earning a living or living to earn. And you're probably like, well, maybe you're thinking I'm crazy and that's a total judgment against myself right now that you think I'm crazy, but um, I can understand how that might come across as being like a little strange, you know, like, is that a question you've ever asked yourself? You know, you hear this all the time, you know, about people saying, you know, earning a living and sometimes it being something that puts a lot of stress and parameters around how we do that. So for me, I've been thinking about this a lot because it's, it kind of centers around money mindset and something that a lot of people really struggle with, including myself. Um, you know, I've, I've worked as a six-figure earner in the corporate world. I've also worked as a day-rate freelance wardrobe stylist in my 20s, going job to job. Um, and I've also led a nonprofit organization with a very, you know, little focus on salary and really more focus on a mission. So here I am now at a stage in my life when all I really want to do is live and not focus 
like put an intentional focus necessarily on the earning part. That now, so that doesn't mean that I don't want to make money. Um, so I want to be very clear, like that, that is not true. And so if you're going to call me or DM me and say, Hey, you want to work for free? <laughs> um, that is probably, that's not where I'm going with this. So, but what I'm saying is, you know, the life of an entrepreneur is a tricky path. And it's something that I have chosen with joy and enthusiasm. But this whole idea of, you know, earning a living and pressure on the earning part of that phrase, it's all around us. We hear it every day. People talking about how to make a good living, how, how to earn a living, how to be successful when it comes to money. So I just want to put this out there because I think about this question. How does it make us feel when we're trying to choose a life path that is all about fulfillment and happiness? Like, how does that belief around earning a living come into play when you're either in a job transition or maybe you're contemplating doing something else? I think it also comes into play, and this is my opinion, you don't have to agree with me. I think it comes into play when where you've got kids that are in college and transitioning out of college into their next steps. And, 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 and it is difficult. It is something that you don't necessarily learn in an academic situation. Um, you may not learn from your parents. And I've had a fantastic influence from my family, um, my parents, to you know guide me and help me in understanding where is that balance? What is the opportunity when it comes to earning? But also... What is it that you want to do? And where do you find the intersection of those two things? And so for me, I want to share, you know, that was a real battle. It was a battle in my mind to fully understand how to do something that I wasn't necessarily taught to do in a conventional way when it comes to running my own business and being an entrepreneur and not having a salary, you know, not having a consistent paycheck. So I started to really think about this and apply some of the way that I use mindset as a tool and something that I really draw upon in myself to push through the discomfort or that feeling of not having enough when I'm pursuing a living and my life choices and not an earning. So one of the biggest tools that I have and that I am passionate about and that I teach is self-awareness. And I know for me personally, that if I put too much focus on something, like literally spin out of control on it, it will get in my way. So, you know, I think about the old phrase, a watched pot never boils, (laughs) you know. I turn my attention to the things that make me happy So when I do that, when I turn my attention to those things that make me happy and I'm genuinely engaged, I'm genuinely connecting and I'm genuinely coming from my heart and also being really mindful and thoughtful and strategic, like all the things that I know I'm good at and I'm applying those things to my choices, it all comes together. So I have this knack and, you know, I I bring this up a lot. So you might have heard me talk about, you know, how I I connect dating and relationships to pretty much anything in life. And I see a parallel here. So for example, if you go out with the intention of finding someone to marry, okay, so you're out there in the dating world 
and your intention when you go out is to find somebody to marry, you're going to very likely spin your wheels. You're going to probably be disappointed. You're going to meet the the wrong kind of people. You're just going to meet people that don't fit within that expectation or what it is that you're trying to then accomplish. The intention there isn't genuine. It might be what you ultimately want, like that's the end game and that makes sense. But truly what you're looking for is someone to enjoy your life with or to laugh with, to have some companionship with, travel, do all of the things that you love to do and have similar values, you know, alignment in your values. And you're looking for someone that fits within that, that aligns with you, not just someone that, you know, is able to put a ring on the finger. So in my own experience, personal experience in the dating, you know, scene, and that's not what this topic is about, but I'm using this as a parallel for you to understand is when I stopped being frantic or fanatical about trying to find the right person, the right person showed up in my life. And that's what happens when you focus on living, when you focus on, you know, the things that you want to bring into your life, the things that you want come to you. And it's not magic. You know, I'm not trying to make it sound like it is. Believe me, there's work involved. There's intention involved. But the work here is not necessarily about chasing a dollar or, for example, in dating, chasing a man or a partner. It's living your life in a way that showcases your gifts. And that's in alignment with your values. And it consistently allows you to grow and improve. So I heard somebody say this once before, and I remember thinking, wow, that was really interesting. Somebody once said, that many times people attempt to live their life in reverse. So we try to have more things. We try to have more love and more money in order to do more of what we want and be happier. And it's actually the opposite, right? It is the reverse. You must first be who you are, who you really are, and do what you want to do in order to have what you want to be happy. So there's so much truth in this. And when you focus on you and your interests and what makes you happy, the energy you're putting out into the world attracts more of what you want. So, you know, I use this concept of it's attraction and distraction, right? So you're distracting yourself from some of the things that maybe, again, you know aren't the things to focus on, even if it's the desire, but you're using the energetic attraction of who you are and what you love to do, distracting yourself from what it is that maybe is pulling you away from that. When you're not focused on what isn't working, you know, you're not hearing that self-talk and the things that aren't working for you you realize there's so much more to what is good in your life and your emphasis turns into appreciation for those things. And it's, again, a distraction from the things that maybe, again, you feel like you're in lack of and that totally makes sense. So you're using attraction and distraction to continue moving yourself forward and appreciating and enjoying the things that you ultimately do want in your life. So I understand, you know, there are some people that are saying, yeah, you know, I've heard 
the power of gratitude and gratitude journals. And well, that just doesn't work for me. And I get it. I'm not dismissing that those practices work because I follow them regularly. But I also know that 10 years ago, even five years ago, perhaps, I was more pragmatic. I, you know, when something changed in, your, in my life, it freaked me out. I didn't connect it with opportunity. It triggered fear. It triggered discomfort. It was unsettling. I wanted to know that everything was going to work out, that it was going to be okay, and that I was going to make it through, right? So there's, you know, a theory, and I love this theory or statement that basically says, know that you have an internal compass that is your perfect guide. So, you know, that, that leads a lot into understanding, you know, listening to your intuition and believing the fact that you do know the things that are guiding you and that you want, but sometimes other stuff just comes at us and the self-talk, the negative self-talk and the judgment and the fear and all of that can turn us onto a different path off of the, the way that our internal compass is trying to guide us. So for those of you listening that you want some more practical tips on pursuing a path to live, I'm inviting you to try on these concepts. Okay. So just try them on, right? Like you're, you're at a store and you're going to try some on, you can see if it fits. Okay. So the first one is give yourself permission. It's time for you to acknowledge that you are worthy of this. You are worthy of the things that you enjoy and giving yourself permission to focus on those things and bring more of that into your life can be really difficult when you're not sure if you deserve it. So that first step in following that internal compass is giving yourself permission to not necessarily dismiss the feeling, you know, but reprogram your mind and your thoughts that might be leading you to this, you know, I call it a season of stuck, you know, this inaction of not doing something because you're not sure, because you think it might not be the right decision. And ultimately what that boils down to, what that is really all about is you not believing that you're worthy. And, you know, you might feel yourself thinking, well, I'll be worthy if something happens. I'll, I'll be worthy when, you know, someone does something or when something works out. I'll be, I'll be worthy. I'll, I'll feel better about myself in deserving this when something happens. And I want you to remind yourself that you are worthy now and that all it takes is you to decide that and to stop that pattern of the self-talk that tells you that you need something else or someone else to dictate that level of worthiness and give yourself permission to focus on the good. Okay, ditch that story about what you believe you're supposed to be or how well you're performing or what you need to prove and step into the truth of who you are and how you show those gifts and all that you have to offer to the world. And this is the energy that people are drawn to. This is where people will seek you out and want to have more of that in a partner or in a a leader. It takes practice and it takes a conscious awareness. So I want you to take a moment to think about how you can create attraction 
instead of deflection and use that as your ability to distract the other things that are telling you that it's not the right time or it's not right for you. So that's the first one, giving yourself permission and acknowledging that you're worthy. Now, the second tip I want to give you is to see through the blocks and what's in your way. So you may have done visualizations before, um, and I'm a fan of that as well. But this one is all about what's in your way. So not necessarily visualizing what you want. I want you to visualize a brick wall. And I want you to visualize a line in the sand. Okay, two separate visuals. And I want you to think about which one do you feel represents you and how you protect yourself. And this is a very interesting thing, right? So it's really critical. It's absolutely critical that you have boundaries because without them, you're never going to know what serves you best. Never going to know the type of person that aligns with your values and how you ideal, how you define an ideal relationship, perhaps. But brick walls are really tough and they're hard to break down. And sometimes people put on the other side. They put people. I'm sorry. <laughs> my thought process is going faster than my mouth. Sometimes we put people on the other side and they wonder how and if they can ever break through. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about, it could even be a sibling. It could be a coworker. It could be a family member. It could be your partner. And it's totally normal for us to want to protect ourselves and put those boundaries in place. But when it's a brick wall, there might be a lot of people trying to figure out how to get through there and how to you know, be a part of your life and be supportive. And so when you think about a line in the sand, it's a clear visual, it's easy to see, but it allows more for a connection, for some movement and one of my best favorite words, um, approachability, right? So what are the boundaries you set for yourself? And this is where I'm gonna bring it back to our topic here. We're talking about, you know, your opportunity to live your life, right? That reverse order to live that then brings in the things that you want, the earning, the money mindset and all the other things that you want. So what are the boundaries that you want to set for yourself when it comes to living to earn instead of earning a living? So, you know, the first thing you can look at, you know, figure out what might be in your way. Maybe it's the people you surround yourself with, right? Are they in that same mindset? Are they the kind of people that are supportive of you following your dreams and doing the things that bring you joy? Or are they putting extra pressure on you to say, that's not enough. You shouldn't do that, right? They're shooting on you. Um, and they're telling you all these other reasons why you should be doing something else and not fulfilling the joy and the um, excitement and enthusiasm that you want in your life to live. That could be one place to look. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your job that is getting in the way. And I don't want to say, oh, go ahead and quit your job. <laughs> what I'm saying is maybe it's your job. And for you, being more vocal about what you love doing 
and what you're doing maybe now not being in alignment with your values or your purpose or your heart center. Like how can you maybe change that into a line in the sand versus that brick wall to share with people in your workplace, your leaders, somebody that can help facilitate you doing more of what you love and that you're good at. That's really in alignment with those gifts, you know, and not be afraid to share your voice about that. You know, that being a brick wall of not talking versus the line in the sand that says, hey, you know what, I'd really like to share something that's on my mind. You know, bringing that forward and perhaps being surprised by the kind of conversation that you do get to have, the connection, the approachability, right? The opportunities that can come towards you when you open yourself up more versus being shut off, not talking about it, and maybe energetically completely deflecting all of the things that you could be doing in your job that you love to do, but you're upset and bothered and frustrated by it right now. So you're putting up a brick wall and that totally makes sense. Or, you know, another thing to, you know, look at when you're talking about blocks is maybe it's how you spend your time, right? The block could be your limits and time and reprioritizing, even finding where you're wasting time and reducing, you know, reducing the amount of time that you're wasting to allow for more joy to come in, right? So you might be thinking, gosh, I just don't have the time. I'm stuck doing all of these things, right? And I don't have time to, you know, live, to earn. I, I, I have to, you know, make the money, go after the job, um, you know, and, and I'm so busy and I just don't have the time. So there could be, again, an opportunity there to look at where can you reprioritize a little bit, do it one step at a time, start to knock down that wall and think about where you can remove some of the wasted time in the stuff that maybe doesn't matter as much, you know, does it matter enough for you to spend your time doing it or what would really impact you more? to be more joyful and do the things that you really love to do to increase the volume, right? The piece of the pie that brings you joy and happiness that you do deserve versus the things that you're having to do that are running your life out of control versus the things that you really truly do want to do and start to get a little bit more balance, right? Feel that energy shift. So I want to suggest a journal opportunity. And this is something I We'll do occasionally, I'll throw out this journal opportunity where there's some great questions that you can just take a moment to think about when you're going through this process. This is all about bringing more self-awareness to yourself. And so, you know, grab a piece of paper and I'm going to throw a couple of questions out there and I'll even put them into the notes for you or send me a DM or an email and say, hey, you know, what were some of those questions that you had in the journal? Um, Because these could be really good thought starters for you. So the first question is, you know, When you walk into a room, do people move towards you or away from you? And this is kind of just a simple thing, you know, and and I'm sure many of you listening, you know, that that people move towards you, that there is an energetic attraction, you know, but it's an interesting thing to think about because it could be in certain social situations that perhaps when you go into a room that you're, you know, kind of shutting yourself off or putting up some boundaries that you feel really uncomfortable about And it could be pushing people away. And if your intention is to connect and you're not, just think about that. When you do that, what is happening to people around you? And do you notice it? 
So that's the first question. The second question is what happens when you create force in a situation? So force, resistance, right? So when you are forcing something, it creates a resistance and resistance is, you know, you're pushing against something and the natural thing that happens when you push in resistance is they actually go the opposite direction, right? When you push against something, it deflects and it pushes away. So what happens for you when you create force in a situation, when you force something on yourself or you put force into a conversation or even a mindset, you're telling yourself that something has to be done a certain way, that this is you know, a must, it's a have to, it's a should. What happens? Is there a resistance that you create in your own mind? Is there a resistance that you're creating with other people that are not allowing you to do the things that you love because there's a forced situation there. Like, do you feel resistance when something is forced? And if that wasn't there, if that was didn't feel forced, how would that change for you? How is this protecting you? And again, it's a really interesting conversation when you think about it. For example, from a parenting perspective, and I'm sure many of you listening can relate to this. When you put a force into a situation with a child and you're trying to force them to do something, how often do you get the result that you want? <laughs> and, I'm, and again, I'm not a parenting expert, nor do I claim to be, but I can tell you from my own experience with four kids and four of them being teenagers right now in this moment, that the force aspect, the approach of that doesn't work. It doesn't work in my house and I know it doesn't feel good when I try to do that. So if I change that into something that I'm still putting a line in the sand, I'm still saying that there's a boundary here that needs to be respected, but now there's an approachability and a movement that we can work together to get whatever it is done, whether it be chores or homework or just, you know, building a, a better connection around conversations feels better when it's not in a forced situation. And then the last piece I want you to think about in this, you know, exercise, because this is what that is, is what's the most courageous thing that you can do for yourself when you feel that you want to defend your heart? And so, you know, the, the and to this is, and how would it feel to connect and attract Versus put up this defensive barrier. So when you're in a situation and you're trying to protect yourself from, you know, hurt. Again, it could be in a, in a relationship. It could be in a work situation where you are so connected to what you're doing. You truly do love it, but there's something happening that you just want it to change. What is something that is so courageous that you could do for yourself and open up that space and connect to what it is that you want, attract more of that versus just be defensive, put up a defensive barrier. And this can go a really long way because when you put yourself in the mindset that this is about courage, this is about being brave and vulnerable, and at the same time, it does not dismiss the fact that you still have a line, you still have a boundary, and you still have a set of values that you're gonna adhere to, because that's important to you and you deserve that, but it's okay for you to 
break down the wall and be brave and courageous in, in a conversation or an action that's going to do more for you than it is to say, I'm just not going to do that because I'm scared or I'm just not going to do that because it's not what somebody else wants for me. So I realized that was a lot of content in one piece. And this was really all about, again, seeing through the blocks and realizing that you can get around that wall and you can put those things in line for yourself for some boundaries and for some, um, you know, understanding of what's important for you. But at the same time, don't make it, you know, impassable. Don't make it where they have to conquer a brick wall to get through. And you will see, you will see that more of that is going to come towards you and that you will have more of what you want in your life. So that's the second piece. And then the third piece here is to show up and step in. So confidence, which can be really difficult sometimes, having confidence is an energetic attractor. And when you are clear and you're sure of what your values are and the boundaries that you've set, so the first and second piece we just talked about, then you will show others that you have self-respect along with desire to meet like-minded people, to connect with like-minded people, to surround yourself with those people. And your focus will be less about looking for purpose or money or a partner and more about attracting them to you. Okay, so the most powerful action that you can take is choice and deciding what you want to do. Can, that can sometimes be really hard, right? So there's a lot in, you know, the law of attraction, the energy work. Um, you know, the concept of be the energy that you want to attract. And I'm a firm believer in that. I ground a lot of my personal and professional philosophies in this, but it is not an overnight process. So you have to put some intentional and tangible action into the process to try it out. You know, be your own experiment and then look at it, reflect on it, decide what's next to keep you moving forward. And what's really cool about that when you do show up and step into that is you get to choose what's possible. And the number one barrier to all of this is fear. A thousand percent. But you put your positive thoughts and intentional habits on repeat, like your favorite song, you know, you put them on repeat. And so that is the third step. There is an action here in here. It is very intentional and it is very tangible, and you've got to try it out, and you've got to look at it and decide what's working and what's not, and then adjust. And so then that leads to the fourth step. And this is, you know, kind of the the, the final piece of this is reminding yourself of why you're on this journey. So when you've gone through this process and you're saying, okay, you know what, step one, I'm going to go ahead and, and acknowledge that I deserve this, and I'm going to give myself permission to Go for the things that I want in life. And then I'm going to really see what's been getting in my way and how I'm deflecting versus attracting. And I'm going to show up and I'm going to take some action. I'm going to remove fear from the equation. And then the last step is reminding yourself why, right? Your personal mission statement is something that you can tap into when you're feeling unsure and unclear and maybe even doubtful about your intended purpose. And I have a very powerful personal mission statement exercise that I teach. 
And if you reach out to me directly, I will be happy to share a video with you that I've recorded that will guide you in a process that is all about setting the personal mission statement for yourself, which is a really helpful and awesome reminder of why you are doing the things that you want to do in your life. And so I've, ta- I've taught it in workshops. I coach it with my individual clients, um, but it is a really powerful process. I would love to share it with you. So just, again, leave me a comment, send me a message, my, you know, DM me on Instagram, whatever it is. You can find all my contact information in the show notes, but definitely reach out to me because this could really be that helpful, you know, culmination. And it's secular. This is not a linear process, right? When you think about it, this is not a start to finish and you're done. This is something that you're then going to go back again. When you get to that point where you're saying, okay, I've made some good progress, but maybe now I, I want to do a little bit more, but I'm a little bit stuck. You're going to remind yourself why you're doing it. And then you're going to go back to that first step to say, okay, you know what? I want to step back into that, that understanding of why, I'm, of why I'm doing that and remind myself to give myself permission that I'm worthy of doing this. And I can do it now and I don't need to wait for anybody else to tell me it's okay. And you're going to go back through this process again. Okay. You're going to, you're going to bring this up and you're going to use this like a tool. And I can tell you it works, but you've got to try it for yourself. Okay. So here's a quick review. Remember, give yourself permission, see the blocks that are in your way, show up confidently and intentionally and remind yourself why. So I want to send you all a virtual high five if you made it through this episode (laughs) and you're still listening. So here's a virtual high five to you. And I want you to have at least one thing that you want to go out and try out and do differently today. And I know that you can. So don't let my rambling stop you. Get going now. And don't forget, this is one of my favorite sayings, The best way to multiply your happiness is to share it with others. So if you liked what you heard, if this was really helpful, share the podcast with your friends, a family member, a coworker, someone else that can make use of this content. Why not share it with somebody else that you can now like go through this process together, you know, be accountable to each other, you know, remind each other of how worthy you are and help each other bust through some of those blocks and be really intentional and do your personal mission statement exercise together. So I so appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, leave me a comment or a review. It means a lot to me to hear from my listeners. And thank you for joining me with love and laughter. Have a fabulous day.